0: Hey, welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. This is Dr. TK, and today's episode is very special. So if you don't know by now, it is January, 2023, and we have officially started our four-day Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. Now, this bootcamp goes on for four days between January 17th and the 20th of 2023, and we are streaming live on YouTube. So what I've done is I decided After the DMs and messages that I've received from day one, when we talked about niches to riches, I definitely wanted to make this available for everyone in our community. So I decided to upload the audio version of the four day bootcamp to our podcast. I also understand that not everybody can view video throughout the day. However, if you want to take notes, if you want to participate, if you want to see the information that was shared on the screen, I would highly encourage you to simply head over to YouTube, type out Dr. TK, and then view the live stream, okay? It will be available for a very short period of time. Now, if you want to take that extra step and you want to take action with what we talk about in the workshop, and you want the worksheets, the workbooks, then you want to head down to the show notes and click on drtk.com forward slash links and officially get on the list for the bootcamp. Now keep in mind that this boot camp is only for 4 days, which means that at the time of you probably getting this podcast episode, it may or may not even be available, okay? So strap on your seat belts, have a seat, get your pen and paper and maybe some popcorn and some wine and get ready because we are about to have a great time in this boot camp. Let's have some fun. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Abundance CEO Private Practice Boot Camp, the first virtual party boot camp style for therapists of the entire year of 2023. So I am super elated for your participation today. Super excited. We are streaming across all of the platforms. But we got New Orleans here. Some of y'all already know how I get down. <laughs> so you already start putting a location. So we got, oh, we got two Louisiana. Okay. So I don't want to waste any time because we got hella information <laughs> like to give. Okay. And so we got Louisiana. We got LCSWs from Miami. We got, let's see, let me put some people on the screen. Okay. So we got Miss Randy. Okay, we got Miss Murphy, okay, from Compton, but residing in Atlanta. Okay. We got Chelsea from South Dakota. We got Monique from Charlotte, LCSW. We got Miss Rogers. Is it Samara or Samara? Um, in Richmond. We have bilingual speech language pathologists, okay, from North Carolina, watching on YouTube. We got Miss Dixon from Houston. We oh, we got a lot of people here. Let's go. We got some South Dakota. Let's go Chelsea. We have Jessica from Minnesota. We have Megan from Philly. We got I'm just going to call out states, y'all. We got New Jersey. We got Georgia. Y'all better rep y'all state. All right. We got some PhDs from New York. We got New Jersey. Okay, come on through East Coast. Let's see your Instagram. I don't know. Y'all better hop on over here for uh, you know, to engage in the fun. All right. So, let's go ahead and get started. I don't want to waste any any more time. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. I'm going to go ahead and switch my screen. Now, just as a general announcement, I am going to put something on the screen. If you stumbled across this, if somebody shared it with you, please note I am a college professor, like at heart. So I promise you, you will have a fast action workbook that you can do right after. The um, workshop today. Okay. In order to get it, though, don't do it right now. Do it after. You have to go to drtk.com forward slash links right at the top. It's going to say abundant CEO private practice bootcamp. Sign up now. Please note those workbooks will not be available that long and nor will this, these replays. Okay. So take advantage of it. Have fun. But one of the benefits of showing up live is that you can feel this live energy. You can interact with multiple therapists across the country, across the globe. And I'm just lit up. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. So today we are talking about niches to riches. <laughs> okay. So we're going all in for the jugular. Typically, when I talk about niche in one of these live virtual boot camps, um, this is not until the end, but I feel like. A lot of people have even entered into this year, whether you are new to private practice, whether you are maybe still in school, potentially getting licensed and or you've been in practice for a while. You are, OG. Oh, you might be at a job. You might not be. But at the end of the day, this is the one thing that catches a lot of people up. And you get into your head as a therapist. And so just a one slider about who I am, okay? It'll be dripped out throughout the next four days. So um, my name is Dr. TK. I'm a clinical psychologist. I am an intentionally abundant business coach. And then I have a special love in my heart for mental health providers. So my promise to you over the next four days is that you will walk away way more motivated than even you came in here today. You're gonna be more amped up, more fired up. If y'all got a client after this, I'm gonna pray for your client because you're probably gonna be doing flips on a telehealth platform or on your couch, okay? You're gonna come in feeling real more, like more confident when you meet with that next client, okay? Um, And my knowledge is gonna take your private practice knowledge to the next level for business growth, okay? So let me just make sure that everybody is in here, is in the right place, okay? So you are in the right place if, You are ready to take a leap on faith and learn how to bet on you. So if you agree with anything that I'm saying in terms of you being in the right place, I want you to put a one in the chat box like, yeah, I'm ready to bet on me, TK, right? Um, You're also in the right place if you are ready to be paid because you don't have a business if you don't get paid. Okay, so if you are ready to be paid your actual value, not just play yourself and be seen as the expert and live abundant AF, I'm going to try not to use profanity today, then you are definitely in the right place. And if you really want to be seen as a collaborator over competition in our community, that's what we focus on. That's been our word of the year for the last two years since 2020 is learn how to collaborate. Now I do got to speak to the people who try to creep in, you feel me? So you are in the wrong place (laughs) if you Want to be or stay broke minded. And we're going to talk about money on day two. Okay, Um, you are also in the wrong place if you want to keep a nine to five mentality. There's nothing wrong with having a job full time or part time. I just declare that you will have a job that you love. Put it in a comment box if you'd agree. If you choose to have a job, cool. Just make sure that you're abundant there. OK, um, also, I don't want you to defer your living. So if you like, you know, I just want to reap the uh, the benefits of my degree and all this knowledge in my brain that's been embedded since I was K through 12, going all these years in college and in grad school. If you want to defer your living to like 85, I mean, get off now. OK, um, also, you are also in the wrong place. If you just want to milk the information and not take action, you can sit here and watch us on replay and just get off. Okay. I am looking for people to have high vibe energy and be ready to put in that work. Okay. So let's drive straight into it. Cause I see that y'all are partying with me in a chat box. So let's talk about myths as it relates to niche. Okay. So here's one niche that I hear a lot with mental health providers. I don't know my niche, you know, or a guy, you know, a <laughs> deeper tone. I don't know my niche. And I believe that that's a bold faced lie. Okay. So as therapists, we should all know or be familiar with reframe. Okay. So let's reframe these thoughts, these limiting beliefs. So a reframe would be I need to unleash fear because fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Right, I need to unleash unleash fear and declare my niche. Some of y'all don't want to declare your niche because you're scared that you're telling yourself, "Oh, I'm not going to get enough clients." Put a three in the comment box if don't lie. You've told yourself that, even if you said it inside or you wrote it down on a sheet of paper, you didn't want to tell nobody else. Maybe you did, but you have this fear and this belief that if you narrow down your niche, just like five percent more, you know what I'm saying, that you're not going to attract wealth, you're not going to attract your ideal clients. You got got to survive, not thrive. You got to make money. <laughs> okay. So I see a few people have identified with that. We need to work on that. We need to sit on the other side of the couch. Okay. Another myth. Oh, my niche is saturated. My niche is too crowded. Too many people want to work with people with anxiety. Well, not true. Reframe. So put a three in the comment box. If you've said this to yourself, I solve, um, well, put it through the comment box. If you ever said this, like my niche is saturated. Okay. Now I'm going to show you the reframe. I solve a problem. Let's just say I'm you. I solve a problem using a specific framework, meaning you take your clients through a processes from beginning to end, helping them understand how they're going to learn how to heal themselves. But it's your techniques and your delivery. That's going to help them get there. Right. As a business coach or therapist, or even a clinical psychologist, there's, I'm going to say at this point here online, millions of us, right? But we all have different specialties. But even within that specialty, i got my own line of fire in terms of how I deliver information, right? So how you show up is what makes you unique. So that's really the question you should be asking yourself is, well, how do I show up that makes me stand out because yeah, you're right. All these theories that people practice are going to overlap and they start sounding the same. But how do you deliver the theory with your extra spin on it, okay? Another myth is, oh, put a three in the comment box if you said this, oh, my niche too small. So therefore I need to widen it up. I don't just like, so at one point my niche was difficult teams. Now let's be real. There are a whole lot of difficult teams but on different levels. But if I were to walk around and say, teenagers ain't really going to blow me up, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even be here because guess what? In my private practice, working with difficult teens really highlighted who? The parents, the caregivers, who was really the identified patient about 70% of the time. So within three years, my private practice caseload flipped from teenagers And some little children to their parents. I'm not even going to be bold and say adults. I literally start seeing their parents within six months, if not a year, after I start seeing the kids. And guess what happened with the kids, case slow It closed because they were not actually the real problem. The parents and the caregivers were. But then that highlighted, oh, there's a family systemic problem. Oh, I get to do family therapy now? Put a one in the comment box. If light bulbs are going off, y'all approaching your niche in the wrong, very small minded way. One small category of people, once you get good in with treating that clientele, it will open up volumes of ways you can serve that audience. Plus whoever else works with them, deals with them, lives with them and so forth. So if you say that my niche is too small, The reframe would be, my niche will attract only the clients I want to serve, because guess what's going to happen if you start serving clients that you don't like? Yes, therapists, if we have any general people listening right now, therapists don't have to like every single client, just like you don't even have to like your family members, if we want to be all the way 100, right? So with that said, You only want people on your caseload that you are willing and ready to make an impact for, no matter how long it takes. You don't want to resent clients who you allow to get on your caseload. Ain't nobody putting a gun up to your head in your business saying that you gotta take a particular type of client. Absolutely not. Now your bank account may be the gun, but you can erase that, (laughs) okay? So, all right, let's keep going. So would you rather run fast or one out of breath. Put a one if you prefer to build your business fast. Put a two if you'd prefer to work out every stage of your business and not get out of breath, meaning run a marathon. So put a one if you want to run a sprint, like just give me the answers. And then give me a two in the comment box if you know that this is a damn marathon. Okay. So some people would rather do sprints. Just give me the framework, give me the course, give me the live session. But they forget they're going to run out of breath. Okay. You're going to run out of breath as soon as you hit that corner going into that 200 yard dash. Okay. Or would you rather run business owner at a constant pace and win and see profits? Because when you run it too quickly, you can't even see who behind you. Oh, that's good. Right, <laughs> That was good. Okay. So let's get into niches equal riches. Okay. So the goal of this portion, I'm, 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 fired up already. I ain't got started. <laughs> so the goal of today's workshop is that you as a mental health provider, no matter what level you're at, no matter your license, um, what is it? The acronym at the end of your title, you are in the knowledge industry, period. You know, information now, how you deliver it is up to you. Okay. So our world that we live in is so great. That we actually have choices. You have choices. Even if we feel like our back against is against the wall sometimes, you have choices, which means that you can choose to become an author of a book or of your life and have someone read your book on therapeutic strategies. That's how wide verse our field is. You can sit here and read everybody else's theory, create your own framework, because hell, that's what all of them did. They were fighting over who got stage four and who got stage 20, right? Who got the best psychodynamic stamp, um, viewpoint, Who got the best CBT? Who got the best trauma? I mean, damn, it depends on the client. Depends on where you live. It depends. But why can't you be one of those experts? Put a one in the comment box. If you declare that this year and moving forward, you are going to start declaring your expertise. But you know it's a marathon. But I'm just letting you know that you can go out there today and write a book based on how you provide mental health services because it's based on how you show up. Okay, so you can also create. I'm just pointing out how therapy services can also lead to multiple streams of income, because that's why some of y'all showed up like (laughs) help me get clear so that I can take this one subsection that I said was small. And then branch it out to multiple streams of income as I grow stages in my business. Right. So you can create um, an epic therapeutic process for clients and have people meet you on state online, wide. I want you to see what happened from 2020 to like the third day in 2020. So let me just give a, I'm going to make up some dates because I remember March 13th because it was my son's two-year-old birthday party and everything got canceled. So Let's just say if the world shut down on March 13th, that Saturday, or whatever that day was, that Monday, the world was like, oh no, how are therapists gonna see their clients? No one can go to the office. And then all of a sudden on Thursday, put a two in a comment box if you remember this, all of a sudden on Thursday of the same week, all of these insurance panels that said, oh no, we don't reimburse for telehealth. Magically, they reimburse for telehealth. So you mean to tell me, That in 72 hours, because of the bid, all of a sudden, y'all can like change something. Y'all had a choice this whole time to expand our services. And you've been holding on to this. I mean, look how well received mental health services is online now where people ain't battling you saying, no, I need to come to your office, right? So we have choices and the world is constantly changing. You got to keep up. So your time, when we start breaking down niche as your expertise, your time and accessibility are invaluable. Time is wealth. And some of y'all spiraling out on your time because you decided to start or continue to run your business on a sprint and you keep getting tired. And when you get tired, guess what you do? Because this is what happened December of 2020. You got burnt out. Put a two in a comment box if you got burnt out, whether you were a student, whether you were an intern or an associate, or whether you already had a business. A lot of therapists, most therapists that I spoke to were tired in December. Guess what happened December of 2021? They retired again. Guess what happened December 2022? They retired again. Well, damn, if we got three years and it's a consistent pattern, maybe you should look at the way your back office is set up. Maybe you should look at the fact that you're working by yourself and you fail to hire people because you got a poverty mindset because you want to keep all your money to yourself. Probably because you haven't established yourself as an authority figure in your niche to even get paid how much you're worth. Therefore, you're trying to like just keep all the money, spread the wealth hire somebody. We'll talk about that later. All right. So people always want to meet the author of the book. I just want you to sit with that for a second. People want to meet the author of the book. If we had a choice of who was going to be on stage and we named somebody really big in the psychology department and then a therapist, right? Who would you choose? The author of the framework that you're learning about or someone who um, learned all this information in a classroom? The author, right? So, people will pay top dollar for the expert over the generalist. And I want you to think about your personal life. Some of us have been through, including myself, I was put on bed rest at five months pregnant. Okay. I chose for the surgeon because I had to have two surgeries, right? I had to, I, cho- I chose for the surgeon to be my OBGYN doctor. I don't care if you're working part time. I want you to be my doctor. I pay out of pocket, but I want you to be my doctor. She happily accepted. After that, I'm like, I want you to do my postpartum check. She said, I got a busy schedule. I said, I ain't going to nobody else. You live all the way 40 miles from the hospital. I'll drive. (laughs) Like, I don't care, okay? Why? Because you go to the best. So why aren't you the best? Or why aren't you declaring that you are the best at what you do, okay? So do you want to be the expert or the generalist? Put an E if you want to be the expert. Put a G if you want to be the generalist. And to bring all this together before we move to the next segment is think about if you have scam problems, right? Or if your child has scam problems as a teenager. Would you go or send your child to the OBGYN? Or would you send your child or would you go to the dermatologist? The dermatologist, but what do you got to do to go to the dermatologist? You may have to get a referral. Why? Because it's potentially even out of the general services. You your copay might even be more. Why? Because it's the expert. So tell me. If you're not arguing down your insurance company, like, why are you not arguing with yourself? Like, damn, I'm an expert. I mean, the fact that you went to school for ear years makes you an expert. The fact that you hopped on the slave ship for 3,000 plus hours, you the expert. Put a one in the comment box if you would agree. Like, damn, you right. Some of y'all done did 5,000 hours. Some of us took a while to even pass the licensing exam, which means you kept putting in hours that did not count. Okay. You are the expert. Okay. So the online space, as we talked about a moment ago, regarding 2020 has given you as a mental health provider, a different way to even reach your audience. You can hop on Instagram right now, and that can be your free website and you can reach people. So here's a myth. The online space is too crowded. Well, damn, first you were saying that the physical space was too crowded. Then we put you into an atmosphere with billions of people. And you telling me that all them people do therapy? Really? That, that's what you're saying. I really want you to think about that. Like, ooh, okay. I'm your therapist today. Here's a reframe Technology has made it simple to deliver your products or services. When I first moved into this space that I'm in right now, I had one little uh, $20 IKEA little collect system with one little Hobby Lobby picture. I built the rest of this later. Okay, I just needed a bright, clean space to meet my therapy and my coaching clients. That's it. They didn't even really care about my back office because they were in a state of chaos. Y'all like thinking too much. If I don't got all these things together, then I can't move forward. If I don't know exactly how to declare my niche, I can't dare put out there that this is my expertise. You the only way you're going to get better at something is if you put it out there. So before 2020, mental health providers offered mental health services, mostly online and in person. We know that. Before 2020, think about this. Um, Clients were very limited to getting to you if they didn't live in close proximity to your office. Period. What did you have to do when you listed yourself in a directory? At least on Psychology Today, you had to list only three zip codes. Now, they still may have that, but then you can upload a little, what, 15 to 30 second, probably now one minute video. Now you can say, yes, my physical space is in Los Angeles, California, but I serve everybody in California, Nevada, New York. Put a one in the comment box if that just blows your mind of how many more people you can reach. So really think about how even you're calling in and magnetically attracting your ideal client. Stop saying, I can only see people in Long Beach. I can only see people in a specific city. That is a lie if you're doing telehealth. Start telling people I'm statewide. I'm five statewide. But you also got to know how to market to those communities. You can't just say I'm licensed in all these states and then you'll know where to go find clients now. Okay. But that's a whole nother topic. People, clients are looking for solutions to their problems, not initials behind your name. So why am I saying this? A lot of therapists get so caught up on, what should my name be on Instagram? Should I have a business or a personal account? Should I start a Facebook account? Should I start a TikTok account? I don't give a damn what you start. What problem do you solve? (laughs) If you cannot solve nobody's problem, none of that is going to matter. And remember, your time is money. So you sitting here spending six months building up a website that nobody even knows about. And when they go to it, you don't know how to authenticate your message. Because you don't have one, because you don't have an ideal client, which means you don't have a niche. You're so focused on, I got all these damn degrees and I want people to know what these degrees mean. Guess what? Most of them don't. Okay. (laughs) So stop focusing on that. We're in a new era. People want to see your face behind the brand, hashtag relatability. Hence, video is viral right now. If I go to your feed right now and you got a social media platform and all you got a static post, I ain't hitting you up. I need to feel your presence. And if you don't believe me, go look up marketing research and compare static pictures. To video and see what comes up. Put a two in a comment box if you know you need to do more video. Now, I know you may need to break through getting on camera, but guess what? Instagram has the ability to allow you even to practice and then press live. Stop playing yourself. You have a camera. I don't care what version of the phone it is. Record yourself for yourself first. No edits. Just record it and press stop. Get it out there. But you have to become more relatable. People will choose people based off of how you show up your face. I I posted a funny reel. I always post fun but informative reels. I'm not playing. Get your ass dressed. Get dressed. Do your hair. Get a haircut. Gentlemen, make it clean. Put on some shoes. Even if you need a blanket. (laughs) Okay. Get dressed. Y'all sitting around looking like the diagnosis you treat. Put a one in the comment box if that hits you. Some of y'all walking around looking like the diagnoses you treat. I'm not coming to see you and I for sure not paying a high dollar. Mm-mm. Okay. So remember your knowledge is your biggest asset. You went to school for a reason. You got this knowledge for a reason. It's a reason why people come to therapy over reading books on their own. Okay. Okay. So don't minimize what you know. And I believe that you know more than what you believe that you know, because it's all stored in like your long-term memory. So will you succeed in your private practice is the question. And that's why we hear over the next four days. So success, those who will do what others are unwilling to do. You will be successful when you stretch yourself and you do what you didn't do last month. So yes or no in the chat box. Are you willing to become uncomfortable for a short period of time to be abundant for the rest of your life? Put a yes or no in the chat box. Are you willing to become uncomfortable, as we tell our clients, pain is temporary, for a short period of time to be abundant for the rest of your life? The answer should be yes, right? So now let's dive deeper into niche. One of the things that you have to enhance is your messaging. You have to know who you're talking to. You got to know what problem you solve and how they're going to get to the other side. That's a simple equation. Who? Who's the client? What is the problem? Equals. So put a plus sign. Client plus problem equals. How am I going to get them to the transformation? The equals is your therapeutic services. So this starts with understanding your niche, okay? So make sure you got your pen and paper. Now, just disclaimer, law and ethics, okay? Um, When you start putting out your message, because some of us entered into the field because of what we were exposed to or what happened to us, meaning, did we see it happen to someone else through trauma, through life experience, through family? You should journal on that. Why did I get into this field, right? Right? But just to, you know, put my APA uh, certification in terms of a CE instructor and a professor, self-disclosure is appropriate when it's done in the best interest of the client. So it's okay if you share your story or your narrative, but please make sure that you worked out your own stuff. Don't be in the midst of your storm trying to teach somebody else how to get through the storm. Okay. (laughs) All right. So write this down. Your mess becomes your message. Your mess becomes your message. Okay. So some of us try to run away from what we've overcome. Okay. We try to run away from it. We try to avoid it. Some of us don't even want to process it. And then we sit here getting certified as a trauma therapist. Mm-mm. So does your history, and I'm trying to help you start to clarify your niche already, why even you got in the field does your history have anything to do with why you do therapy or whom you serve in therapy? Hence my question earlier, okay? So let's talk about your niche or declare what it is. So this is the part that you're going to get in the workbook. So just write along and make sure that you download the workbook after this workshop. You'll get an email with the link, which means that's why you gotta go to drtk.com forward slash links. So it's called the DTA. DTA stands for... Our um, private practice program, Dope Therapist Academy, manifest a profitable private practice, okay? So the DTA funnel is as follows. If you wanna draw a triangle, that's fine, but just roll with me, okay? Who do you really want to help? So I want you to put in the chat box, who is your client? Just put whatever comes to mind. You can put teenagers, you can put teenagers with anxiety, you can put black um, moms with postpartum ages 25 to 35, what is the, what like, who do you serve? Okay, I want you to take a moment and put that in the chat box because this is really important. Let me tell you as a professor, active learning helps you remember stuff and take action a lot better than passive learning. So if you're driving and stuff, all right, that's different. But if you're watching the replay or you have a pen and paper and you're ready to engage, participate. So I see that we have, um, let me see some of these. So we got anxious BIPOC um, women. We have adults with problematic sexual behaviors. We got African American females and couples. We have OCD in um, children and adolescents. We got serving adults with mental health like concerns. We got um, middle aged people in life transitions. Define what life transitions means on your paper. So I'm, this is how I coach. I start like calling out my clients in a positive way, of course both teens and adults. What kind of teens? Um, these days we have transitional age youth and we have teenagers. When you say black teen girls and professional women, what kind of professional women? Okay. So let's do this. Let's, I, there's a lot going in the chat box. I just started to pull them up as they came up in my face. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through how to do it. Okay. So everybody declares what they believe their niche is. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through the phases of what you're going to have to do on your own. So this is the example I'm going to start with. This is our niche funnel in which we help our clients fine tune their niche or create one. So let's just say if you told me I help women with anxiety as a coach, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the answer because I'm not I'm not in your business. Right. I'm not you. So. I'm then going to come back and say, women with anxiety, sounds like a therapist, right? (laughs) So I'm going to say women with anxiety, and that's going to make you think like, well, what what else am I supposed to say? So then let's go down a phase. I'm going to say, you know what, what kind of women, what kind of anxiety? So then as we talk more, you may then say, oh, I help professional women with anxiety. So initially you may have said women, anxiety, classification, diagnosis, you follow? But but women is too wide range. That's a 18 year old up to eternity. You gonna treat my grandmother? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. So is she professional if that's what you wanna declare? Yes or no? Okay. If not, if she's something else and do that. So then I'm gonna say, well, take it a step further. Can you tell me what kind of professional woman is she? Is she in the helping profession? Um, is she, um, A stay-at-home mom that is a CEO of her household. What what is she? And so then you may say, oh, she's, she's actually, she owns businesses. Oh, so she a business owner or entrepreneur. You're like, yeah. So I want you to pay attention to this. Put a one in the comment box if you're starting to see slightly how it's getting more specific, but still you can reach a lot of people. Put a one in the comment box if you're just starting to see that. What I want you to pay close attention to is this left side of the screen. I'm building out the sentence for you. And this is what you're going to have to do on your own. So you're going to put your stuff in the funnel by asking yourself like just basic, simple questions, and then you're going to put it all together to make a sentence. Boom. All right. So we overthinking here. I help, and you just may have to reorder the sentence. So I help professional women who are business owners with anxiety. And I'm like, is that it? Now, I'm not saying, is that it? So you can keep going because for some people that is it, but we got to make sure, right? So then I'm going to say, well, what about these professional women who are business owners? Like, why do they have anxiety? What's causing their problem? I need everybody to write that down. What is causing the diagnoses that they're declaring for themselves that they've been previously diagnosed or that you've diagnosed them with? Okay, so now we get to the nitty gritty and we may realize, oh, it's because they're either about to or they have recently left their nine to five job and their full time in business. Hell, this is some of y'all story right now. Right. So let's bring it together. I help professional women. And if you want to classify it as certain ethnicities, you would insert that there. OK, um, I help professional women who are business owners with anxiety who left their nine to five job. And to me, that just still feels a little bit incomplete, just a little bit. So then I'm going to ask you, well, the equal sign. What's on the other side of their anxiety? Write that down. What's on the other side of their problem? AKA, we know this, the miracle question. Now, sometimes you may not be able to do this activity until you reflect on what you've done with other clients. And that's what I would highly encourage you of where you start. We don't come out of the womb of grad school knowing our niche per se. We evolved. but As you get more mature in the field with your license and stuff like that, and you get more clients under your belt, I am sure of it. Your niche is going to be slapping you in the face. You are going to go to a session today or tomorrow and say, well, damn, like the last three clients have been my niche. What do they all have in common? That's another way to do it. So the other side of this woman who has anxiety that she wants that I got from the intake. So a lot of y'all got this like in your computers, okay? Is that she or he, but it's a she, she wants to be aligned, meaning feel good about her decision of leaving her job. And she wants to be able to utilize her gift to show up in the world. (laughs) Put a two in a comment box. If I just made you feel, even though you got to do the work on your own, put a two in a comment box. If I just made you feel like, gosh, that was, (laughs) that was like, so not hard. (laughs) That was so easy. But what do you think is getting in the way of that? You're not asking yourself the right questions. You sit here just trying to figure out what is my niche? What is my niche? What is my niche? And you sitting here staring at your screen. You're looking at your sheet of paper. That is the wrong action. It's a here your thought process. Okay. So this is how we would bring it all together. And this is what you will put on your website, on your bio, on your Instagram, your link at the top your bio, on your Facebook page. You get me like, why are you trying to create like multiple lines? So I help professional women who are business owners that experience anxiety after leaving their nine to five job and want to operate in alignment with their gift put a 1 in the comment box if you like. Damn, like I just want that one. If this is yours and this is what you do, it ain't mine. So take it, <laughs> right? But make sure that it speaks to your niche, okay? All right, let's keep going because I think we did a breakthrough. So, of course, we can see which one is more attractive. So, if I'm in an elevator with you and you don't even know who I am, but I might be looking for guest speakers or something, right? And I'm like, "Oh, you going to the 7th floor?" because that's where my office used to be. And you like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, you a therapist?" And you like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh, what do you do?" Elevator pitch. Would it be more attractive for you to say, oh, I have women, with anxiety? Or some of y'all on an elevator with me, oh, I have women. Okay, well, <laughs> like, okay, what, what else? Or the sentence that I gave you. So I see a lot of you agree that it takes time to build out your niche, but that it's beneficial. So another example, I know some of you are interested or you already have like streams of income. So I thought that I would just give you a little bonus, right? So I'm gonna give you my example of how I built the other side of my business, which is like the coaching program for mental health providers, okay? So I help therapists run a good private practice. That don't even sound good. I I can't get in your business and run a, a, a help you run a good private practice. And what the hell is good? I don't know, right? So I'm gonna redefine it. Instead, you may hear me say something to the effect of I teach therapists or mental health providers um, how to build a profitable operating system. Because what I'm teaching you is behind the scenes, the back office, not necessarily all that you see online because the things in the back office make you show up online and be more credible. Will we agree? Right. So I teach therapists how to build a profitable operating system for their private practice so that they can serve whom they love and live abundantly. Put a two in the comment box if that's what you want. Like, I want her to help me build or rebuild a profitable back office operating system to help me with marketing, branding, EHR, paperwork, um, what is it, accountability with other therapists, collaboration with other therapists so that I can get my time back, make good money, and live abundantly. Cause that that that's a long version of what we do, the <laughs> academy. Okay, all right. So you gotta find your way of delivering that message so that it's received well to others. And all we really did was reverse engineer your thinking so that you can look at what kind of impact you want to make. So sometimes start with the, I would say all the time, start with the end goal in mind. And work backward. If your client wants to be aligned with their gift and live however you define abundantly or have time, freedom, take vacations, whatever, how are you gonna help them get there? And that's what you talk about even when you're telling someone about your services. Some of y'all need to do that today. If you have a consultation, stop telling them a checklist of like, oh, you'll get me every week for 45 minutes. Okay, great. I knew that shit online. Like you could have just sent me the appointment link. You know, what am I going to get from you? How are you going to help me solve my problem? So break down your niche similar, (laughs) yes, some of y'all don't like this word, to writing a dissertation. For some of y'all, this was a grueling process. I love the dissertation. It was like my way to prove myself into the field, right? But also, I was very clear on my topic. So what do you have to do when you do any type of research project, even if it was a thesis or a research project? All of us had to write it, right? What did you do? You started with the end goal in mind. What do you want your project to look like at the end? How do you want it graded? I'm speaking to the student version of you. So what did you have to do? If you said, I want to work with women anxiety, you got to go online and type that into Google, into all of these uh, databases for articles, right? So you type in what we call the variables. Ooh, I'm scaring some of y'all from stats, right? So you have to type in multiple variables in order to narrow it down. Because how many of you put a one in the comment box? You used to type stuff in when you had to do research and you realized it came up with like a billion results. I know you're not reading a billion articles. So in order to get that number down, I'm drawing the funnel with my hand Your professor may not have explained it that way. I know that's how I did it with my dissertation students as a chair, is that I'm like, let's work from the end, okay? So now that you plugged in ideas, variables of who you want to serve with your niche, you learn how to do this again with research and stats, the class that some of you despise, Hmm. okay? Our industry has the upper hand when understanding our niche. You have done a lot of work to become who you are today. So think about it, and this is going to blow your mind. And If it does, put a one in the chat box and let me know. This is how I know your niche should be easier. You do intakes and assessments, especially in practicum where I've worked in jails, all day long, at least in the beginning of services. You've collected thousands of hours doing assessments. Just let that sink in, right? So let me just go back to that. If you've done all of these assessments, And the clients are telling you in their words exactly what the problem is. And then in the assessment, I'm sure you ask something like, well, what would you like your life to be like if depression or anxiety wasn't there? And they tell you their words. You have the who, you have the what, and you have the equal. What the hell is the problem? They've given you the equation. All you gotta ask yourself is, do I want to treat 10 of them? (laughs) And if the answer is yes, that's your niche for today. You can evolve your niche. You can serve in your practice, different groups of people, but you got to know how to communicate what you can do for each group of those people. Individual is not the same as family. It's not the same as group. It's not the same as couples. Okay. So let's go a little deeper. I hope y'all learning something now. All right. So Want to know the language, as I was talking about with the assessments, if you want to know the language that your clients use, because this is marketing, okay? If you want to know the language that your clients use to identify the problem to help you create the wording for your solution to their problem, hashtag messaging, all you got to do is look at their intake. Put a one in the comment box. If you know today, you about to go look at somebody's damn intake. Now, what I would say is wise. Is go Even if you work for someone else, you have access to the intake. And and if you chose to work with that client or if you love to work with that client, I would encourage you to only look at charts of clients who you like, I don't even want it to end, like you got a hard time transitioning, right? Go and look at all those charts and see what they got in common. Your niche is slapping you in the face, okay? So let's go a little deeper. As I mentioned, I already gave you the answer. There is one document that all clients are required to fill out in treatment, hint, hint, the golden ticket to your niche at least to get started is the intake form. That's it. The intake form, the assessment, whatever you call it. Okay? You can use it for messaging. You can show up on Instagram and sound like a um uh what is it? The the psychotropic medication, you know. Do you wake up every morning and you feel sad and blue? You don't have enough energy to play with your kids outside? <laughs> To in the comment box, if y'all have heard commercials like that for Ambient and all these other psychotropic medication, well, hell, where do you think they get this information from? The drug study. They have people fill out a form, hence why statistics and research is important, even if we don't like it, because that's the very thing that will give you what you need to build a more profitable business your messaging. So take it from the intake form. So let's fine tune your message moving in 2023. Your goal is to use words that attract the exact person you want to serve. Don't just show up and say, I got to post something today. I got to send out an email. I need to talk about something. And then you just start talking about somebody you served 10 years ago that you no longer want to serve. Why would you do that? I'd rather you not post because then you're going to confuse the person who's coming to you for the problem. So once you can describe the exact person you want to serve within that niche, right? I want you to only market to those people. So put a three in the comment box. If you can vow to me right now that you're going to be intentional with only talking to at least for the rest of this week, y'all, until the boot camp is over. I just only want you and or your team to only post to that person or that group of people. If you serve families or an organization or a community, okay? Like maybe you go out to sites where you see multiple people. OK, but I only want your feed or your emails or however you show up online. I only want to talk to those people. OK, because they should not come to your page and be confused. So, for example, um, I'm looking for people who want to. You can be straight up. You know, like my private practice has five open slots. I'm looking for professional women who own businesses that um, are currently um, battling, struggling or have entered into a triumph time regarding um, integrating into being a full time business owner. I don't know. I just make that up. But I'm just saying like declared who you're looking for and let the person say, oh, that's me, that's me, (laughs) right? That's the effect that you wanna have when people read your stuff or talk to you, that's me, okay? So what is the problem that you solve that's gonna be part of your activity? So I'm not gonna stay here, but that is what you have to answer. If you don't know the answer to this question and you are continuing to either open or expand your private practice and some of y'all want group practices and all these other streams, If you can't get down in a succinct way what you do in therapy, I don't see how you're about to go and create all these digital products and be successful because you then have to clarify in a different way your messaging over there as well. So why don't you use your lowest hanging fruit as a therapist because that's what you went to school for or whatever your title is and figure out from your mainstream of income or your job, what do you do there? And then take that, perfect it, and then expand it. Okay, that's me. <laughs> I'll see you in the chat box. All right. So you are the researcher of people's problems. Go pull up the intakes. So here are some tips for you to fine-tune your niche. Okay. Number one, the smaller you get with your niche, and it doesn't have to be super, super, super small where you say I only serve people who are 34 to 35 and a half. Like it ain't got to be that specific. All right. But the more specific you get with your niche, the more specific you can get when you're actually talking to your ideal clients. And guess what that does? That weeds out people of wasting your time on consultation calls, filling out intake paperwork, getting on your calendar. Put a one in the comment box if in the last few years, right? People have gotten on your calendar and you're like, how did they bypass this system? Now, in our program in the academy, we show you how to navigate through that in a very automatic way where you don't need to waste your time because there's certain mechanisms that I have the therapist or teach you how to put in place where a computer would do that. You may have to go and say, no, 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 no. But you ain't wasted 15 to 20 to 30 minutes of your time for free doing a consultation or paid. And then you realize it's not going to amount to anything, Right. So learn how to be as specific as you should with talking to your audience. Number two, the more clear you become on who your target audience is, the easier it will be for you to magnetically attract them. What happens is when you start putting yourself out there as this is what you do, this is what you help with, what do people do these days that goes a lot faster even than a Facebook ad and that's more trusted? Word of mouth referrals. Word of mouth referrals. I actually built my private practice in the first two years outside of insurance. My caseload, though, got full between private paying and cash paying clients, specifically from referrals in the community from my clients, from my clients' schools, and from other caregivers. They spread the word to the point where I was being invited into PTA meetings at schools. I was being invited into IEPs for kids. I'm not a school psychologist. But if my kid, I'll take I my kid because I care about my clients, <laughs> but if my kid is having disruptive issues or a mental health issue and it's presenting an academic setback, you bet your bottom dollar I'm about to be at that IEP meeting to figure out what's really going on with a signed waiver from the parent or the 18-year-old child, I'm going to go in there with supportive information so that I can more support them when they come to my office, step outside the square box. You or your teacher has taught you to be in in private practice. We don't live in white boxes anymore. We're online. They're colorful. OK, so get uncomfortable for a little while. Number three, your ideal client. They know what they want. You will know when your ideal client starts showing up because they'll say something like, oh, you know, what I'm saying I read your uh such and such online. And you spoke to me. Put a one in the comment box. If you felt that way about anything you bought, I don't give a damn to those pair of jeans. You were like, girl, when you tried on them jeans, you curvy, I'm, you know, curvy. So, if they fit for them, they gonna fit for me. And when I tried them on, they fit just like the girl in the commercial. What, whatever your forte is, right? But at the end of the day, you feel good when you feel like the commercial is talking to you, <laughs> and then that makes you go and do what? Invest in the product or service. I don't say buy because buy is not a return on your investment. When I buy nice things, it makes me feel good. Or it brings some type of investment back, whether it's tangible or intangible. Okay, so um, even though I've mentioned those three, some of you may be stuck here. Okay, but I don't. I'm still not clear on what I offer. After all that, you still may not be clear. I got you. Okay, so let me give you an example of some uh, some other ones. Some people may say online, um, and please correct this if you've done this. I cure anxiety. First of all, the last time I checked, you don't cure nothing. You may help. (laughs) You may help them solve a problem, but we don't say the word cure because then you're placing a guarantee that when they do something with you, this will automatically go away. Put a two in a comment box if that's something that you need to go change. If you got the word cure on anything that you have out there, that is a liability. You don't cure anxiety. Curing is not a solution to the problem either curing is doing this and it's, (laughs) and it's gone. We don't have magical wands, people. Okay. So to prospective clients, prospective clients want you to talk to them in a way that they know that you have the tools to solve their problem. Meaning you can, in words, explain how, how, if, if you want me to pay you $150 out of my pocket, You want me to give you my flexible spending account card for $200. You want me to go into my savings account because you said that you're the best and pay you $250 or $350 in New York, right? For therapy for 45 minutes. And you can't explain to me how you're going to help me, but you tell me that you're good at what you do. I don't believe you. Okay. So, um, you, want to get, you just want to take your time with flushing out your niche statement and really clarifying what are the steps? We call it framework that you're going to help somebody do that, okay? So once you are clear on what you offer, meaning how you're going to get them from A to B, and you're very clear about who you serve, it becomes more easier for you to, and comfortable, to market. Some of you are scared to market because that's not something we were taught, But marketing is just displaying on a piece of paper or on a website or online what you do, who you serve, and how you do it. That's it. Who, what, how. That's it. Write that equation down. Who, what, equal sign, sign, how. (laughs) Okay, that is it. All right, we're working too hard here. So why is this important? You have exactly what people are looking for. Let's speed things up because I got a surprise, a guest for you all, Okay. You may be thinking, um, okay, I do all this stuff with niche, but now what happens when I conduct a consultation? I know who my niche is. People are getting on my calendar. Um, I might be overthinking this thing, but now I need to get online on telehealth or on a telephone to do a consultation. So how does it come out of my mouth though? Like This is all good in my notepad, but like how do I say it? Because you may be hearing me say it easily, but you're like, I ain't that comfortable, <laughs> right? So let me just say it's like dating. Now, I don't like dating. But I had to learn how to do it. Okay, so it's like dating. When you attract the right one, most people, if they when they fall in love, you be like, "How do you know?" "Ah, Because they were the one, and you like how, and they like, "I I don't know." (laughs) know? It's like something we can't see, and I feel like clients feel the same way. They like, "You came right on time. You came across the website. Somebody put you in my inbox, and after I read your stuff, I knew you was the one." They really cannot tell you. Okay. So if you know what you want, if they know what they're looking for and you know what you're looking for, there's a match. There's a match because you have what they're looking for. Your offer can solve their problem. It's that simple. So look at it. It's a relationship, right? So if it's not a cohesive matching relationship, I'm going to need you to move on. Because that's also where some of us fail in private practice. You fall in a thirst trap. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. You just want to easily and effortlessly, like, just take every single client, and your goal should not be to say yes to everyone. Okay. So don't go anywhere. Right now, I'm going to pause the slides. I'm going to um, switch the screen. Okay. Um, Put a two in a comment box if you want to hear from a therapist briefly about how they built their private practice clarifying their niche. Okay, clarifying their niche. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring on a Dope Therapist Academy alumni. She's also one of our community experts in our Facebook community. And I'm going to add her to the stream. Her name is Melissa. All right. Say something so we can make sure we can hear you. Oh. <laughs> hi,
1: everyone. I wasn't sure if I was time to say hi or not. I was just like, oh, hey.
0: All right. So I'm just going to take Melissa through like probably three brief questions. And so one, can you introduce yourself and then let them know before you encountered our uh, community, what was happening with business for private practice?
1: Yes. So, hey, hey everyone, I'm Melissa Como. I live in Central Florida um, and I'm currently full time private practice. Um, and I guess I'll talk about my niche when I get to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said, so prior to joining DTA, I was working full time for agency. I had a private practice part time for about five years before deciding to take the leap. Um, it was serendipitous that I actually joined DTA before I actually ended up leaving uh, my agency because I didn't, sh- I wasn't sure when, but I had joined in time. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, and so I was grateful because I was able to have the support from DTA and the resources to be able to feel more confident. I think I was already, I know I was going in that direction anyway. It just was, um, I felt more confident doing it once I joined DTA. Let's just say it yeah. Like
0: that. Yeah. So tell tell them what your niche is, and then tell them how. Because I mean, we have different parts of our community. We have accountability, which I know yours is strong. Mm-hmm. We have the course portal. We have coaching calls. What parts do you feel like were the most helpful in order for you to build more confidence to declare your niche out loud and consistently? Because you're super consistent with your videos.
1: <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> super. <laughs> um, man, that's actually a hard question, Dr. TK. I, I guess. Um, it's a tie. It's a tie between, for me, between Mm -hmm. the coaching calls, um, and also my accountability group. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, with the coaching calls, because they're a larger group, you get a chance to kind of hear different people's perspectives and what they're experiencing. And obviously we get a chance to contact, have contact with you. Mm -hmm. Um, able to ask like specific questions about our um, situations that we're going through to get feedback from you and the group as well. Mm -hmm. And then the smaller accountability group is nice because we have access to each other. However people choose text or messenger or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And like as you're going through things in real time, you don't have to wait like for like a week or two for the coaching call necessarily. You can just reach out to your accountability group and see kind of their thoughts on it, so to speak. So I would say the tie between those two for me.
0: Now, let me ask you, because I know that we changed some stuff up last year for the good. Actually, we got a lot of good feedback. What's been your experience of um, what we call everybody breakout session? So let me just give a disclaimer of context. Breakout session is 2022 we implemented not just a general coaching call, but also we would bring up a topic or y'all would bring up a topic. And I'm like, ooh, we should really talk about it. (laughs) And because it doesn't have to be in the portal as long as it's aligned with a solo private practice success, we talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to personalize their coaching as much as possible, but people got to speak up. So what has been your experience in the breakout sessions where then we would randomly choose people to go into groups of like two to four and then y'all get a small group on the coaching call?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like those are probably, so the, the way I've experienced the DTA coaching calls in general, the big, when we're in a big group, it's an opportunity to kind of hear the information you have to share with us and also kind of like connect the best we can with each other and just kind of hear like what people are going through, but you can't always, necessarily speak, you know, you can't, but you know, it's a bigger group. So it's going to jump in the smaller groups. I feel like is where I feel like most of the transformation happens in my experience Mm -hmm. because you have that you know, one-on-one or two-on-one or however many people Mm -hmm. are in a small group to kind of have that kind of more focus on what specific people are going through. And honestly, every time I'm in one and there are people across the country, right? So, you know, you don't always know who you're going to get in there, but every time I'm in one, I'm always, um, I don't know why I'm so surprised, but I'm always pleasantly surprised about how much transformation I get. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, I've been I've been around DTF for a while. I'm just gonna talk, you know. And then I'm like, and people will say things like, so, and also too, it's nice for those that have been around longer because they get to see your growth as well, and they'll be like, you know, I'm always gonna tell you, you're doing great, but I think you should think, you know. You know, just kind of give you feedback in a compassionate mm-hmm. way. So it's it's good when you're new, but also as you're around longer, people get to know you and see your growth. Yeah. So that's always a nice, especially when you're in the smaller groups, because you get to kind of share what you admire about each other. You know, share what your struggles are, and then kind of give feedback um, on mm-hmm. the spot. And I've I've never left the breakout session without feeling like I got something from it, even though I may not have thought I was going yeah. to, because I've been coming to them for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: So so people want to know how would you explain your niche. Like wh- so, who do you serve?
1: Yes. So I have a niche statement. Okay. So let me, let me read okay. it down. Cause I made sure I wrote it down. Cause you know, I've been practicing um, <laughs> and this has been my niche since I started full time, but I was able to kind of put in their words. So I help professional black women um, with anxiety experience the love they deserve in their relationships. Um, so my ideal clients are professional black women. Um, diagnostic presenting concerns. are usually general generalized anxiety. They tend to experience in other areas, But because they're also dissatisfied in their relationship romantically, it increases their anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's usually why they're coming to counseling to see me. Um, They tend to be high performing, high functioning. So they kind of feel like, well, I'm doing well in this area. Why is it not translating in Mm -hmm. to my romantic life, so to speak? And so we have to talk a lot about emotions and, you know, basically through my framework that, yeah, you're great and you're amazing. um, Mm -hmm. But because you're struggling in this area doesn't mean you're not. It just yeah. means that you have to kind of try a different approach to your relationship rather than what you've been doing before. Um, And yeah. so that's been helpful. And And also letting them know that they're worthy of love as well. I think that's yeah. a good part of it. Yeah. Because it's like, well, why isn't it working? Maybe I'm not doing good enough. And the whole self-criticism part of it through the anxiety. <laughs> um, yeah. And kind of like reminding them that, you know, you can be compassionate, you're worthy. This is it just is. a new skill. You know, let's just call it a new yeah. skill <laughs> that you need <laughs> to kind of... uh Learn uh, in a different way than you've been doing before.
0: Mm-hmm. What does your caseload look like right now? Because I know that we have some clinicians who are probably like, okay, so I can get the niche
1: yeah. and
0: then we can talk about it. But can you um, talk about briefly what it was like to then, like you already came in with the knowledge, like this is the direction that I want to go, but I'm going to be more confident when I say it yes. now. Yes. How did your caseload build like that over time?
1: Uh, amazing. Because just because you know you want to do something, doesn't me and translate into real life. <laughs> so... <laughs> So let me just say that, you know, I, and I, you know, always wanted to focus on relationships and couples specifically that was just since grad school. And so I wasn't sure, of course, how it was going to happen. Um, And so once I joined DTA, I was able to kind of get the confidence and honestly, and I had that when I was thinking about um, prepping for today's call that really what did it like was able to fill my caseload um and also have the clients I want to see was my mm. consultation process. Mm. I want to say like, and I know this might sound like a perfect score, but I really feel like 100 of my consultation Listen. calls go well. Yeah, it's just that if they don't sign up, it's usually something where it's like scheduling, or maybe financial, um, or mm-hmm. they don't have insurance. And also, doing couples and insurance is kind of a tricky thing, so we mm-hmm. kind of work through that. So, you know, I would say the majority of people sign up, but all the calls go well. Like I haven't right. had a call that hasn't gone well. And even if they yeah. we decide that we're not a good fit, they're really appreciative of the call. And that's what Mm -hmm. I care about. It's like, I don't necessarily I mean, I want people to sign up, but I'm not like thirsty for it. So it's like, I think that people
0: need to hear that though, because what we just finished talking about, but we didn't go deep into it because it's tomorrow is like that. I call it the thirst trap. And I liked how you phrased it because you definitely are coming from a place of, I got the opportunity to talk to this person. Not every single person will, that comes to me will be a great match right now. But also I heard you say, that it doesn't sound like you're getting a lot of phone calls from people who are not your ideal client. It just may be also just widespread news. Everybody we are in a recession. We've been in one since uh, March, 2020. (laughs) So I think that it's starting to hit. We talked about this on our, uh, a call on the weekend, a different type of call, Mm -hmm. which people learn about on Friday. But, um, We talked about how sometimes we're not thinking about that because it's not impacting us Mm -hmm. and worldwide what's happening in our economy that we should not ignore because it affects our clients, which impacts our bottom line, Mm -hmm. is that a lot of people's pockets are now being hit Mm -hmm. because a lot of the money that Mm -hmm. a lot of our clients that were paying out of pocket freely was paying is on a drought and it ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and that's one thing that we have learned about in DTA is how to deal with objections. I've learned to be creative as well because I, most of my clients are low um, as far as risk. I can negotiate with them like yes. frequency in sessions so yeah. they can pay the full rate. Um, I do share that I take insurance, but I'm clear about the diagnosis piece being tricky with couples therapy. So I'm really transparent in the beginning. And if anything, mm-hmm. they appreciate the information, even if they may yeah. not decide to sign up at that time. Um, and I've had, and I also want to do other streams of income. So I'm like, they could be across the state, but maybe they, you know, they are like, no, that girl was really nice to me.
0: And <laughs> they come back because why? Yeah. Because of how you showed up.
1: Exactly. And that's what so we talked I, about I in the, about the beginning.
0: It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you're setting the tone. So I want everybody to hear that when a client is attracted to you. Even if they don't have the finances, I want you to think about how you're reacting to it. Because if you are in a rut, every time somebody says no, the universe is going to believe that you're starting to repel money, like future money. So if you're not appreciative of even hell practicing your consultation process at this time, even though I'm not saying it's easy to get a no, once you start looking at it the way that Melissa sees it as, A, it's making me better at my consultation process, that makes me more confident, that gives me more objections Mm -hmm. to then practice with other people because they're going to keep coming up. You will then start creating a tone for prospective clients to then say when they get the money, I'm going to come back. Why? Because she was respectful. She gave me referrals. She didn't just quickly end the consultation when I said I couldn't pay. Mm -hmm. You are building relationships when you don't know it. Yes, for sure. Um, So what would you say? um, Last question. What would you say to people who are listening and they already had a practice, but getting help? <laughs> with their practice, because that's a, a big um, seventy five percent of our community already had a business, and I think that surprises a lot of people. They assume yeah. that I only serve people who don't have one, and I'm like, it's actually the opposite.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pivotal. I think it's we know what. Well, hopefully, some of us know know that um doing solo private practice is isolating. For me, Um, moment of transparency. I have a lot of colleagues, and I did a lot of agency work for the first like fourteen. I've been in practice fifteen years, or. As a therapist since since grad school but most of my therapist friends who are not DTA are agency mindset even though they may have a practice and what I noticed is that people started asking me for things um, even before I joined DTA when I was like just doing part-time they're like asking which is fine you know kind of thing but after a while once I joined DTA and started seeing social media and the different things I'm doing I felt like it was a situation of like I need to kind of be around people <laughs> same mindset and I wasn't sure <laughs> where to find it and so I found DTA so I think even though you have a private practice, the mindset shifts are priceless. You know, of course, you want the tangible outcomes, mm-hmm. um, but the mindset shifts are really going to take you super see and, and even mm-hmm. my dear colleagues, I love them. We refer to each other and everything. I still go to, like clinical consultation groups, but I, I really feel like I'm missing that business. Mindset well, the business, business ownership
0: course. is a mindset and that's not yes. captured on a sheet of paper.
1: No, no. So I think even though you may have a business, right, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have that business mindset, I guess, is is the takeaway, I think, Mm -hmm. in terms of joining BTA, even though you have one. I actually was on a call with one of our other alumni and experts, Kelly, this morning, and we are having like a little um, exchange about that. Exactly. Because she was going Mm -hmm. through something and we were kind of talking about it and we were just saying, yeah, it's a mindset thing because why not do it this way? And then you can't think of a reason not to other than me being afraid to, or not exactly. comfortable with it, and you're like, no, you have to go do it and do it scared, even though you're not sure. 100%. Doing
0: scared, say that again. Doing is scared.
1: Doing is scared. Yeah, yeah. it's 100%. funny. I'm sitting here
0: looking at the chat box. I ain't gonna put them on the screen because I'm gonna make a disclaimer just so y'all know what kind of professor and coach I am. Um, we get a lot of questions, and this is not abnormal. Um, as we bring on guests too, people start to see what's really happening behind the doors of people's businesses. And then they start to ask, I'm gonna call it coaching questions. Oh. So questions have come up about um, pre-doc um, or pre-licensure questions have come up about billing um, questions have come up about uh, caseload. Um, let me just tell y'all what I am going to do. Cause I do want to make sure that we get through the topic of today, but I'll also have carved out specific time to answer these questions. Okay. So I'd prefer that um, I came here to teach. I'm just saying this Mm -hmm. to the people who are watching. I came here to teach and to empower, right? So I want to make sure that y'all got what you signed up for, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On day four, that's called behind the scenes for a reason.
1: Mm. And half
0: of it will be behind the scenes of me and you doing a private practice assessment with your pen and paper. Melissa has done it a few times um, in previous boot camps. And I always encourage students to keep doing it because that's how you'll know if your grade get better. Yes, you're going (laughs) to be able to grade your current private practice or the thought of one. Right. In the midst of that, we I'm going to make an announcement at the end of today. But just to give you an idea, you do want to go follow me on Instagram because there's going to be a post. On Instagram that says, what was your takeaway from today? Don't leave though, because we ain't done. We got like 10 more minutes left. But under there, if you then start translating these questions over there, I'm going to take all these questions and even start answering some of them this week in my stories. Some of them may be in reels, and then some of them may be live next week. I may do some bonus rounds. So I did want to let people know we have all of these questions I already actually have them. (laughs) So don't you worry about that billing. But I will tell you this (laughs) over time, you're not about to do your own billing. Let's declare that in the chat box, put a one in the comment box, because I'm not saying that's where that person is. But if billing is one of your main concerns, I understand you got to get paid. But that speaks directly to potentially Mm -hmm. the lack of automation and systems that you have in place even if you are a solopreneur and you have no team, period. Because our EHRs, I don't care if they're a hundred dollars and DCA heard me go off time 10 on this when uh, one of those EHRs like tripled their price. They're like, oh hell no, nah. like they triple their price. And I'm like, you only doing a progress note. You're not running your reports. You're not seeing your yeah. average caseload. You're not yeah. in the back office. You ain't <laughs> hired your VA to learn how to do the billing. You ain't need to hire no damn billing credentialer. You can hire somebody and train them. Why you ain't did it? Because you don't even know what you're doing. You rolled out of bed and started a a practice. That's what happened. I ain't saying the person who put that question. I'm just like saying in general, (laughs) right? So sometimes as Melissa had even talked about her niche, sometimes even in therapy, people will come and say, this is the problem. And I view coaching the same way. That actually is not the problem. Mm -hmm. Billing is under the department of operations on your org chart. Who's over operations? Nobody, because you don't even want to touch it. <laughs> so, so thank you so much, Melissa, yes. for hopping. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: thing my things. Let's go. So I actually also say this. I was asked to be on a panel, private practice panel for Mental Health Counselors of Central Florida this past December. I, again, I had went full-time practice, private practice in January. Just 12 months later, I was asked to be on this panel. The question I got asked was, how do you determine success in a private practice? And I just want to share this with people. What I've learned is that success is based on how you how you want your practice to be. So for me, it was really important for me once I left my agency job that I can have a practice to work around my son's schedule. He's napping right now, y'all, okay? And so I'm able to see my clients in the evening when my husband comes from work and Saturdays or whatever times I can with when I have him there with me. And for me, it helped me to not look at only the concrete stuff, but like what's meaningful in my life. And so if I'm able to like put this client where I need to for him and my son, then that's Listen. success. And yes, I have been able to get the tangible outcomes as well, but that does help with any kind of anxieties of like trying to compare to other people because that, that does happen. Mm-hmm. But to challenge yourself, but like, what do you want in your practice? Because it's going to look and feel differently than anybody else. So I just want to share you that. Your own
0: abundance. No, yes. that's good because the comparing syndrome is real.
1: <laughs> it, don't, it, don't, it don't all the way go away, y'all, but it, it, it gets better. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, y'all will be seeing Melissa. All right. So, thank you so much. And let's hop back over to Finish Niche now that everybody all fired up and stuff and want to have a sentence like you. <laughs>
1: thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: All right. thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. So, let's hop back to it. Put a one in the comment box if you enjoyed our guest for today. Yes, um imposter syndrome is real, comparison syndrome is real. You know what else is real? A non-profitable business. All right, let's go. Get... <laughs> I cracked myself up. All right. So let's keep let's keep going. We only literally got like nine slides left, and half of them are announcements. So um actually, this is a good slide for Melissa to wrap up because this is what she said. Saying yes to everyone and everything that comes across like your desk um is not okay for one. And then saying yes to everyone and everything comes from state from a state of scarcity and desperation, aka the thirst trap. So when you feel like you have to say yes to everyone, I'm going to be real. I would rather someone stay at a job part-time and build their operating system to understand their systems, to get clients, and to keep them and help their clients graduate, not terminate, from therapy, and then move over full-time to private practice because they also understand cash flow, they also stacked up money on the side, versus leaving out of desperation leaving out of they don't respect me and let like I left maybe six months earlier than anticipated because your girl had a panic attack. Five of us left at the same time. That's not a surprise, (laughs) you know, so it it was really bad at that time, but guess what? I left my job with a savings account and I didn't leave my job until I already had a group practice group. (laughs) Okay. So I had a therapist under me. I probably shouldn't have been still at the job in the first place, but I actually enjoyed the work I did with the kids in the jail. I just didn't like admin, okay? So choose your stuff seriously. Don't just go over to private practice because it looks cute. Business owner is not cute. Business ownership is work. And if you don't understand what goes on in the operating system, this is the operating system and your actual computer and how you run your business is the operating system. If those things aren't intact, you're gonna get burnt out first. And then your business is going to close. So stop showing up desperate, okay? So this leads to burnout. It also can lead to resentment. You take a client out of the thirst trap and two weeks later, you don't want to even serve that diagnosis, but you took them out of spite because you needed that extra 100 goddamn dollars. That whole four hours you've dedicated to now this high crisis client could have been dedicated to getting a speaking engagement that paid you $1,000. Put a two in the comment box if you understand what I just said. Stop wasting your time with stuff that you don't want to do. I'd rather you live on a lower scale and live the way you want to live and build yourself up to be more confident, to make more money later than diving into private practice or expanding into private practice too quickly, too immaturely as a business owner. And then you shut down or you're known as a nonprofit. Nonprofits do not have money that rolls over. It ends in December or the end of the fiscal year. Okay. Okay. So what that leads us to, food for thought. Potential clients will miss out. Think think about this, like put your pen and paper down. Potential clients, future clients, are going to miss out on the gift that you have because you may continue to choose to say yes to the wrong clients and the wrong opportunities. And you fail to say no to the right ones because, you say you don't have any room on your caseload. So you got five people in your caseload that doesn't belong there. Some of y'all, and we talk about this in DTA, I will not cover it here. We teach them how to lay off their clients. you damn right I said lay off. You got the ability to come back, get your act right. If you don't want to engage in therapy because therapy is a full-time job outside of this telehealth space or outside of the office, I can't be your therapist. I'm that way as a coach. Hell, I was that way when I was dating my husband. Like, if we don't see eye to eye, why continue? You know what I'm saying like, why waste time? My time is valuable. So don't also waste people's time. If you can't solve a problem in an upbeat mood, don't take them on your caseload just for money. It's going to come back and it's going to bite you. So learn how to make room for what you actually want. And the only way that it can come in is if you have room for it. So take this analogy. Imagine you have a two car garage, you have a new car, And you have an older car that actually does not work where you're paying tags on it just for it to sit there. Right. It's like the non-operative amount. Right. And the goal would be that you get rid of the old car. But you like, no, it might work one day or, you know, it don't work, but you too damn lazy to get rid of it. So check this out. The new car that you actually got on your vision board every single year, new year, new me. I want the Tesla. I want the Mercedes. I just want a Toyota truck. Whatever you want, okay? The new car that has your name on it has nowhere to go. Hence, it will stay at the lot or in your dreams. All of this money that you want that we'll talk about tomorrow, all these streams of income that you either want to grow and or go into, none of them will grow to the capacity. I'm not saying they won't come about, but they won't grow at the capacity that you desire them to be because you're too busy, You got your hands in too many pots. You sitting there trying to sell books, mugs, T-shirts and everything you can probably create on Printify. And you don't have no damn back office system for your private practice. That blows my mind. Yeah. And I'm talking very aggressively because it bothers me. And then we complain about not having the revenue in our bank account to support all of these hours that we work. But then when we actually look at the thing that you're actually doing, your energy is spread out in too many ways. And you're not even like babysitting your mainstream of income. That's shark tanking all of these other streams of income. Get it right. Slow down. Sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. But some of y'all trying to put like five damn cars in a two car garage. It ain't going to fit. The people won't come and shut your house down. (laughs) Okay. So don't let the old car, moral of the story, Become your private practice. Put a one in the comment box if I thought you felt me. You felt me. <laughs> okay. Don't let the old car that's taking up space become your old mindset, non-business owner mindset become your private practice. Okay. So fast action. Okay. Welcome to boot camp day one. Sorry, I got a little. Why well, ain't sorry? I got a little aggressive, but when you hear me getting aggressive, that means I'm doing it all in love, literally. All right. So, fast action head over to Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Um, and I want you to post your biggest takeaway. How did I speak to you today? What are you going to do? In terms of the email, the email will be sent out at 1 p.m. today. This is a YouTube stream, so it will stay there for a while. Not too long, though. Um, but your boot camp uh, link for the workbook will be in your email. OK, if for whatever reason you sign up after we go live and then for whatever reason you don't get the link for the workbook, then just comment. Um, you can reach me in my DM on Instagram or you can comment. I will say comment under, under the actual post. OK, um, now. Um, again, go to drtk.com forward slash links. Let me actually oh, go to drtk.com TK, Dr. forward slash links to get on the list. That's the only way you're going to get the workbook plus information about other goodies. Okay. Again, in terms of all of those questions, go and put them on the feed. Even if it's not about Nick, say, Hey, this is my question. This was my question. Now what's great is a lot of y'all questions actually have also been answered in my podcast don't know if you knew I had a podcast. If you want to overindulge in information and lift up your uh, business ownership mindset, then you can go to Apple, um, which I prefer, or Spotify, and type in Dr. TK. Okay. Just spell it out, Dr. TK. All right. So that was a wrap on a scale of one to 10. How did y'all enjoy the bootcamp day one? I made it. I said between 60 and 90 minutes. (laughs) That was the goal. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is y'all fired up. You're super excited. You enjoyed the information today. You probably need to invite a therapist friend like, man, you missed it. (laughs) Okay. Um, How did you enjoy the boot camp today? All right. So we got tens. That was good. I know y'all enjoyed Melissa per the comments. And so I'm super blessed and grateful that everybody um, has either shown up live or you're going to watch the replay. Um, I look forward to engaging with you on Instagram. Yes, it will be me actually um, contacting you. Now, if you decide to go extra and go into the DM, you know how Instagram does. They have like three to four DMs. And if we don't engage, they put you in the spam DM. That's why I'm recommending that you post it on the thread, kind of like a coaching call, because kind of like Melissa said, if you post it there, then I can actually reply to everyone and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to answer this in a video in my stories, like check it out. And if I get enough of those, I'm more than likely going to create a highlight so that you can just go through and read the highlight. All right. So I look forward to engaging with you all. Day two will be about money. And the topic is how much money are you leaving on the table? How much money <laughs> are you leaving on the table? So if y'all thought today was the doozy, shit, put on your seatbelt, all right? So I'll see y'all later, Instagram. I hope y'all over here on YouTube, what are you doing? <laughs> all right, but if you want the workbook, go over to drtk.com forward slash links and I will see y'all tomorrow. Have a great um, rest of your day, bye